Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel Troop. And I'm Daryl. And I'm Sandra. And uh, today we're going to have a conversation about cliché and the overuse of them. But before we start, I've got a little a little story I want you and Ma to uh, evaluate. Now, you guys are the highly rated novelists for How Nicholas Began Santa Claus, so I think you're qualified. <clears throat> it was a dark and stormy night, once upon a time, and it was love at first sight. He had a heart of gold, and she was as beautiful as a rose. The calm before the storm, he was a diamond in the rough. But they lived happily ever after, because love conquers all. A little ad-lib story, what do you think? It sounds like something I've heard before. <laughs> it's not very fresh. Does it seem uh, repetitive? It, a it, little bit, it, like it, by a million years. Yeah, it seems cliché-ish. Does it seem, you know, non-uncreative or a bit trite? I would say. Okay. You right. know, and dry. And and I guess that would be unoriginal. The, Sorry about and that. I guess that would be the problem with <laughs> cliché. And you know, Nicholas and how Nicholas became a Santa Claus. You guys uh, don't really fall into the trap of cliché. Well, actually, we we had it in mind to stay away from that, just to steer clear of cliches. Cliches are, are uh, dead in your story. Yes, so, yes. And, and I they, think for all those authors out there that they want to remember that. Yes, they cliches shouldn't really be used, should they? No. Well, not not. Although sometimes they can add a bit of comedy. They it's it's not in serious writing, but I, she's right in comedy. But I, I think if you're a serious writer. And as the narrator of the story, you probably want to avoid cliches unless you're trying to have some kind of comic effect. But if you're a serious writer and you've got this, this dark, serious story going on, you don't want people to sit back or take them out of the story and say, this is not fresh. This sounds like something I've heard before. Yeah. So when you talk about cliches, I mean, it all sounds French to me. <laughs> So, uh, for some of our new hardware writers and some of our veteran writers who have had issues with cliché, can you give us a, a, a quick, brief explanation of what a cliché is? Well, a, a cliché is really something, uh, uh, at one time probably, mm -hmm. it was fresh, it was new, uh, there was a, a, an author who wrote that, mm -hmm. and everybody glummed onto it. And it, it's something that went down... Uh, through the centuries, uh, but a cliche is 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 an old used. Uh, I don't I don't know what you would call it, but uh, it's an old used sentence or, or phrase uh, that someone may just have roll off the top of their tongue. It's things we might use in everyday life, right? Right. You know, when we're trying to explain uh, something to people. You know, a penny. Uh, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's very original. Uh, Stitch in time saves nine, and that's that. It goes all the way back to Poor Richard Solomonac, um, and some of the things that you mentioned, like a diamond in the rough. You know, it, <laughs> some of those things that 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 uh, that I I mentioned, 
you know, are, are things that go back centuries. Uh, so it's not very fresh. So I mean, to, to put this in perspective, some of these phrases are over 300 years old. Absolutely. Yes. So look at it this way. <clears throat> You're going shopping. You're going out to a furniture store. Okay. Uh, you see some furniture that is 50 years old. Okay. That's considered um, vintage, right? Yeah, antique, yeah. So if it's more than 50 years old, if it's 100 years old, it's now, and now it's this, this, it's this, this vintage item, right? So you've got vintage and you've got antique. So 300 years old. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, that's pretty old. And so uh, when, you, when you write something, you strive to have something fresh. Mm -hmm. And that's your, that's one objective that you would love to have, and and you don't want to kind of pepper and salt it with something so old that people uh, kind of uh, come away from it thinking you've heard it before. Okay, so let's say you feel the urge to use a cliche. Mm. What might you do to say revitalize them? Perhaps you want to give a a modern take on it or you want to make it not seem 300 years old well you know what you can remodel okay uh the, the sentence if you wanted to if you were inclined to say something that might come out as a cliche uh so uh absence makes the heart grow fonder that's a cliche and i suppose if if you really were intent on on using that phrase don't Maybe change it to uh, absent uh, to distance nurtures the affectionate heart. Okay. All you right. Know? So what about actions speak louder than words? Well, <laughs> how about uh, deeds carry a resounding voice? Okay. I mean, so, but it's 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 not necessary to to use cliches. Okay. Try to come up with something original. Now, well, I mean, I'm well, not, it, is, it is to say that. I'm talking about your author, the narrative of the story, yeah. the narrator of the story. When he's talking, uh, un unless you're doing comedy, you probably don't want to use cliches. Your characters now are like everyday people. They can say anything yeah. on the planet. Right. Yeah, they can speak poor English. They can speak great English. They can speak uh, an another language. And they can use cliches because... You must admit, in in life, we use them. We use them yes, all the time. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's 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 like if we have a kid, you know, who's uh, got to go to school in the morning and they're taking too much time to get things done. You know, we might even go back to Benjamin Franklin and say something like, uh, you know, a stitch in, in time saves nine. Right. Whatever that means. Right. And that's a cliche. Yeah, saves nine. You know, what is what? what yeah, is I don't know. I know. I know many of my relatives who like that phrase only they twist it around mm -hmm. they say a stitch in time saves your behind right <laughs> right you well you know what that's that's actually <laughs> fresh <laughs> right that's right. something that's that's been changed that's not necessarily <clears throat> a bad thing so it's important for writers to be mindful of these factors and strive to use fresh original language when writing to avoid again falling into these traps but you know as they say the road to hell is paved in Good intentions, right? All right, right so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, really, sometimes it's you'll have to watch yourself because we say these things in, in everyday life. Yes. And so sometimes they can they can creep into our narrative, and you might not want it to do that. As I said, if you're if mm -hmm. you're serious, uh, if you're a serious writer, um, 
sometimes you you go back and you read your own stuff and you say, why did I put that in there? And then right. you got to take it out. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> narrative. This is this is you, the author, mm-hmm. um, speaking. This is you, uh, as I put it, uh, in screenwriting. Um, uh, scripts are a uh, instruction book, right? Okay. Uh, so I think a narrative is sort of that same thing. It's this well, instruction. Yeah, you, you know, and I suppose you could you could think of it that way, but a, a narrator, uh, there are parts of the story that right. you narrate. You right. say, uh, well, uh, Nicholas climbed up onto uh, uh, the horse cart and he looked at the sky right. and he was thinking about all the things that he could be and he wished that he could fly. Right. You know. Yes. And I'm narrating. Yes. I, I'm not, and I, I want to be cautious that I don't want to use anything that's going to deaden that language. I want to keep it exciting. I want to keep it fresh. And I don't want him to climb up on the cart and say, and he looked around and he realized it was a really small world. Small, <laughs> you know, that, right. that, that right. you know, although we say that in life, that's a cliche. Right. And well, so, it is a small world after all. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think um, there's some amusement park that has a ride for that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> and they have plenty know. of room to make Nicholasville. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, so just just for those who are trying to 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 emerge out of amateur writing and, and something uh, more professional and become a serious writer, just watch the cliches. Now, if you're writing a comedy, still the narrator might want to watch that, but sometimes a well placed uh, uh, cliche is is funny. Yes. You know, so... Yes. Uh, I suppose if you're going to use it for, you know, breaking tension or something. You know, like sure. well, if, if you have a scene, like you said, in, in, in moving writing, mover, movie writing, uh, he might he might say that uh, uh, he was the master of his own destiny. And then when you cut to the scene, he's on a floundering boat and he's not doing very well. And the wind is blowing and his crew is falling overboard. Uh, he's, that right. is, you know, so that that's funny. Right. Yes, you absolutely. Know, but... There was a master of cliché, and his mm-hmm. name was Groucho Marx. Uh-huh. And when he thought a movie was getting a little bit too serious, he would break the wall and say something that was very cliché. Yeah, it would look right at the at the camera. So that was comedy, right. good comedy. Yes, that was uh-huh. the... Um, that was For those of you who don't know Groucho Marx, there's a great line he uses uh, where he says, uh, there was an elephant in my pajamas. How he got there, I'll never know. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> that 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 was pro- that was very fresh when he when he yes. said it. It's still funny, but you know it's something that you wouldn't want to use yourself. You'd right. just be uh, uh, plagiarized. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Yes. Don't use Groucho Marx right, phrases right. So. Uh, and claim them as your own. Right. That is in fact plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, some cliches are overused phrases. They're ideas. They're plot elements that. Have become predictable and lack originality. Uh, cliches can make a story feel stale and uninteresting. And uh, as we uh, you know, said in the beginning, my story was a little devoid of creativity. Uh, so perhaps making a story, you know, mm-hmm. just out of cliche, not the best idea. Well, you know, <laughs> but again, remember your characters can do that. You know, in a story or play, they often use cliches in their speech. It can help establish their personality or reflect their cultural background. However, it should be done sparingly and with purpose. 
You know, and again, comedy, parody, satire, cliches can be intentionally employed in parody or satire to highlight, you know, their overuse or to create uh, humorous effects. So how do you define a cliche in the context of fantasy and sci-fi fiction? I, I think cliches can be be visual I can I think they can be verbal I think they're very familiar mm -hmm. when you see them predictable predictable huh? mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, I think it's probably they're probably written as a symptom of intellectual uh, I don't want to say laziness but deficit I think that, I think that fits <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, I'm sorry. There's no deficit. I'm sure it's just the lack no, of no. creativity and, uh, you know, uh, individual. Uh, no, no, I'm sure. Well, you know, you don't want to speed through things and then have these reflexive uh, statements that pop in your head right. in ordinary life, pop into your story. Right. Writing is not a Rorschach test. Uh, you know, it's you know, you just you don't, mm. don't. The first thing that comes to your head is not always uh, the best thing. Um, He's a man of his words. Be a man of your own words. Right? Yes, be a man or woman of your own, own words. words. Right? So, so mm. what are the potential drawbacks of using uh, cliche in, in fantasy and sci-fi writing? I think if, you, if you're writing a... Wouldn't you say, Sandy, if you're writing a serious uh, fantasy that it can inadvertently turn it into a comedy and people are laughing at it, I, I think I think the, the, the crime is if if, if uh, your story is supposed to be delivered as a serious story, yet you've written it in such a way that it can't be taken seriously. Yes, yes. I think that the biggest drawback is that it it makes both you and your character seem disinterested in your own story. You know, have yeah, you ever seen, yeah, you've yeah. seen, mm -hmm. everybody's seen an A-list movie, A-list stars. Yeah. And you've seen B movies too. Yes. You know, they have B and C movies. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, it's just like uh, your, 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 your neighborhood guy who's shooting a movie, maybe he's a, a, a fan of a certain type of genre. And he's shooting this stuff, and he's got all these cliched moves. He's got these cliched sayings. And it looks like a comedy, and you're laughing at it. And he, he might be trying to be serious. You know, his own version yeah, of Batman, and yeah. he's just laughing the hell out of it. Kind of reminds so, me of, like, the Simpsons McBain, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, um, uh, how can writers then avoid uh, the trap of using cliches? Brainstorming. 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 I brainstorming. You know. Dictionary. Yes. Encyclopedias. Yes. The Osiris. The sources. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Use. Yeah. Go to Jurassic. Yes. The Sources. The Sources. <laughs> yes. Right. You know. Look up. Uh, you know. Words. Other ways to say them. So look. Look up. Uh, you know. Synonyms. You know. Uh, maybe antonyms even. Uh, if it's hard know. to come up with something, it'll probably go be good. Right. Uh, if it's yes. easy to come up with something, perhaps somebody else thought of it first. Right. Use an unabridged dictionary where you can see it used in different languages. Yes, yes. So, uh, but there are some instances in which cliches could be acceptable in fantasy and sci-fi. Uh, even though it's generally discouraged, so it's really just sore. It's really just for humorous plot twists and such, right? It's not really 
Well, you know, I, I, like you said, it's not really. If you're doing, if you're, if you're a, doing serious, be serious. If you're, you're doing serious comedy, be, narrator. As the author who's telling the story to other people, try not to use cliches, because you're not trying to be f- friends with your your audience necessarily. You're trying to convey a story. You're trying to put them in the story, not sound like your ne- their next door neighbor. So you want it to, un- unless you're doing a comedy, then then it's perfectly right, acceptable right. that you might do that. You also want to mm-hmm. give your audience credit for their own intelligence. Yes, absolutely. I, I like to assume that they know. It's kind of like with the 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 kids uh, as they're growing up. I, I assume children know what I'm talking about. Until you mm-hmm. ask me what what did I just say? Yeah, ignorance is bliss. I'd like to give you the benefit of the doubt. You know? Any for your thoughts? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so um, I say so a lot when I start kind of questions. Don't mm-hmm. I? Uh, when it's not a cliche. <laughs> it's uh, it's a catchphrase. There's it's not difference. even a nick cliche. There's a difference between a catchphrase <laughs> and and a cliche. A catchphrase is something that you know your characters might say. Mm-hmm. You know uh, they're known for saying like uh, "You be okay" or uh, "I'll be back" or. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more. I just can't think of them at the moment. Or, or so. Let's as, get nuts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or I'm, I'm okay. Batman. Does that count? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so there, but there is a way to strike a balance, right, between incorporating familiar elements with the readers so that it resonates and avoiding cliche. Um, and, and this goes, this is like with tropes, right? But tropes are good. Tropes are the, as you call them, driving forces. These are they're, the they're themes. Drive. These are the and, themes and of the we, story. In, at some point in these podcasts, we may have mentioned that. Yes. That tropes are themes. Uh, so introducing mm-hmm. unexpected elements or providing a uh, unique perspective, challenges, things mm-hmm. like that, right? Absolutely. Um, and, 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 and and I, so, so that's the that's the key, really, is is trying to just don't, as you said. Yeah, just don't. Just just don't. You know, and you 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 avoid them. Like I said, you, you avoid them the way you avoid throwing lit matches around your house. Just don't do yeah, it. Don't don't do that either. Don't throw lit matches around your house. Or if you happen to live in glass houses, don't throw stones. Okay. That is also something you don't want to do. Yeah, also a cliche. <laughs> also, also a cliche, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so, I mean, are, do you have any other sort of last-minute thoughts for our, our readers or writers or listeners about cliches and writing uh, or perhaps how you avoided such things with How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, uh, which awards you such... <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, wonderful reviews. Well, just, and just just be original. Yes. And just think very hard. You know, for me, I've I've had a perfectly wonderful evening. This wasn't it, though. <laughs> Sorry oh. about that. No, no, oh, it well, was, you know, was, but that's a Groucho you know, mark. So, but as Groucho so. says, uh, you know, uh, these are my principles, and uh, if you don't like them, I have others. <laughs> you know, um, uh, so thank you, of course, mom and dad, for your your input and. Thank you, Alexander Nakarada, for our wonderful intro, as always. Uh, congratulations on the nomination for your book, uh, your book award. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you'll Eric be, Hoffer. Yes. And well, it's not a really award. We had a nomination. Yes. Well, then, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a... And as they say on the, at the Academy Awards, I'm just thankful to be nominated. Yes, it's, That's all. Yes. And uh, you'll be at the ALA. 
Yes, absolutely. Which is the American Library Association. Association. This is the largest library association in the world. So if you love books and you love libraries and figuring out what's on the shelf, uh, show up, get a signed copy uh, as long as the supplies last. And if you want a copy of this book, you can uh, visit our website at truebooks.com. Uh, our Instagram, oh look, already visitor. <laughs> uh, we're uh, TikTok and our Instagram at truebooks.com. That's T R O U P E. Um, you can, uh, you'll be taken to the author page at truebooks.com where you can uh, pick up a copy of the hardcover or the softcover. And we'll talk to you next time on Conversations with the Authors. <laughs>